You're listening to the Creative Business Success Podcast, where we translate left brain business jargon and strategies for right brain creatives like you. Our mission is to help you transform from starving artist to thriving creative and create a business and career you love without the overwhelming confusion. Hey, I'm Jen, the creative business strategist behind the Creative Entrepreneurs Lab, and I am honored to be your guide through this sometimes crazy creative business maze. You can be a thriving creative entrepreneur, and this podcast is here to help you along the way. Today, I'm talking with Lissy, a hand letterer and calligrapher from Singapore. She has a great online following, but she wants to expand her local clients. P.S. Please excuse the audio hiccups that developed after the recording file was corrupted. Today, we're going to brainstorm some ways that Lissy can reach more of her local target market and grow her business. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. My name is Lissy. Uh, I'm from, well, eternal summer Singapore. Essentially, it's raining ridiculously a lot right now. <laughs> so taking photos and like videos for anything is insane. I do calligraphy and here I'm trying to get on the whole signage and custom work side of things. I also sell workbooks on how to do it. And I'm trying to get in on the whole um, running workshops thing. So we're talking about I think it was marketing, yeah, and how to you know, get yourself out there in front of people because selling is hard. Yeah, so I don't think anybody particularly likes having to sell themselves, or at least not most entrepreneurs that I know. So I know, and selling yourself sounds so wrong. Yeah, and I think that when people use that terminology, it makes us feel like less of a person. And so I think what mm. you had said when we first talked was how to promote yourself authentically. So being yourself while still showing people what you do and why they should hire you. So I think that's the difference. I like promoting yourself authentically. This is a much better way for most, like, so all of us to approach it. <laughs> okay, so tell me a bit about how you've been promoting yourself so far. Okay, so I have interest that I kind of set up to kind of loop on its own. I think it's mm-hmm. dying somewhere because I haven't been paying attention to it. Yeah, that's a problem for me. I set things up and I forget about it. <laughs> and then I do Instagram, but I don't know. I feel like the engagement thing, plus again, algorithm changes. It's yeah. terrible. So I've been trying this Instagram thing and I really like Instagram. I mean, I make friends on it and all, but getting it to convert is harder. And getting people to like, comment is harder for some reason. I really do not do that here. Yeah. We've been and, asking for comments on Instagram in the yeah, captions. Yeah, you know, like you leave a question, but crickets. Yeah. I won't make the cricket sound except that I don't know how. <laughs> yeah, definitely with the algorithm changes that they've been making, everyone has been hurting on Instagram. So not, I follow like about 100 people. Which is quite manageable because I used to be able to like hundred people I'll scroll. I'm the kind of like compulsive scroller, which is why it's only a hundred. Like whatever I saw the night before in the morning when I wake up, I have to scroll all the way until I hit it, and then I'm happy. And sometimes I really want to see this person's stuff, and then I go back to like when I go and like count my list of like if I pass like, I say hundred and twenty, hundred and thirty, I can't take it anymore. I'll go back and count. So when I go back and count, I'm like, hey, I haven't seen this person in a while. No, but her stuff's so nice. Why did she not appear? Yeah, they implemented the smart feed so a year or two ago, I think. Yeah, I wish they would give that option. And um, then, I guess, emails? Like, okay. you know, like emailing. And I have this, like, 14 day free course thing that teaches you the basics of hand lettering. It's kind of like the right. first thing you see when you go on my website. Mm-hmm. So, it's supposed to like, funnel into um, a workbook. And later on, that workbook is going to have a course added to it. Okay, so. Are you in Facebook groups and stuff so far? A bit, yeah. Okay. Like, most of them are like blogging groups, to be honest. Okay. 
Yeah, I know a lot of people say that like find a Facebook group that has your audience in it, but finding an audience that hmm, businesses that need related stuff. Well, I guess technically speaking, blogging groups count. So what would you say your target audience is? Like, who do you most enjoy working with? Oh, this is something that I just dealt with like this weekend because <laughs> because I was doing this other challenge about it um, by this other lady that does like how to refer clients and like, building like a referral circle thing. Anyway, so right now, like my audience is uh, people who, I mean, they, they, I feel like there are two branches here. So there's, there's the people who want something funny, cheerful, fun, a bit whimsical on their wall. So it could be a business, it could be private clients. So, you know, they, they just want wall art or, you know, signage even. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, those chalkboards. I don't know, it just looks really fun and really Yeah, it is. And then the other, the other side of it is like people who want to learn this. So like okay. people who don't really have the time, they want to learn this like in the most efficient manner possible. Okay. So with the more corporate side, like the, mm-hmm. the wall art and signage and that sort of stuff, have you worked with local businesses very no. much? No. Okay. Actually, I just started thinking about that. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, like, there are a few new cafes that open up near my place, so I'm just not sure. Go in there, like, get my, clamp down the introvert nerves and, like, go in there and just, like, hi guys, do you need any, like, signage work done? Because I noticed your board outside is, how do you say, not really nice? <laughs> it could be improved. Yeah, that works. So, it could, you know, I feel like I could do a nice job and, like, you know, portfolio and, you know, I'll do it for free this once and, like, yeah, so. Yeah. Okay, so if, if you're an introvert, one way that you might start with that is in, instead of going in and just cold chatting them, you could start out with like a postcard or something with your hand lettering on the front of it and then mail it to the company that you want to work with and then give it a few days and then go in and say, hey, I just wanted to see if you got my postcard. I'd love to work with you guys. And that way you've got something to go off of when you talk to them. So it doesn't feel as much like you're just coming in saying, hey, you should pay me to do something. <laughs> that would be one way that you could start with the local stuff. And then you were talking about people hanging stuff on their walls. Have you thought about doing pre-made printable quote pieces that people can print out and frame and put up? So it's a bit more passive, but it's still mm. along those lines. Yeah, I thought about doing that. But like, the issue with those is that sometimes when I do that, they just get no traction whatsoever. Okay. That would yeah. be something that if you get them going on Pinterest, that would be where yeah. I, I think you'd probably get the most traction with it since Pinterest and Instagram are pretty visual. visual. Yeah. So I know a lot of people have quote boards and you can hook up your Pinterest to show the price tag on them. Some people know that they can buy them. Yeah, and if yeah. they're looking for some printable quotes, then they could grab that. The thing is, there's so many free ones though. So it's just... There are, but not all of them are particularly great. It's true. So, I mean, a lot of them are cre- are also not actually hand-lettered. They're digital and you can tell. Yeah, they're just fonts. It's really so having something that's handwritten can make a big difference. Just having it not look as, I don't want to say polished, but just not as standard as those font ones that are trying to replicate the hand lettering. You just can't because it's a font. And just finding some way to kind of set them apart. Just little things that show your person that can set them apart from just the traditional block of text. So, Well, I've seen some blocks of text that are like clearly fonts that, I don't know, they go for like, five USD each or something and yeah, exactly. and I'm just like what is this a digital dollar like what and people pay it 
So that might also be something that you could sell to local shops too. So like doing the lettering on their signs and then you have quotes on the wall that match the lettering on the sign. So they have a bit of continuity. That would also be something that could set you apart from the traditional sign letterer. And then, so the course is still in the works, right? Mm, kind of, yeah. It's just yeah. like, it's more of like a video accompaniment to the existing workbook. Like, just like, okay, so like, so there's this like video, I mean like, it's, it has like all the instructions because it's mm-hmm. different levels and it has arrows and all that, which technically is enough. But sometimes like, you know, it walks you through each and every stroke and all that, which I like doing. And from the feedback that I have from the existing 14-day basic is that that's really helpful. The multiple angles and everything helps. And like all the little details and breaking it down to the really basic nitty-gritty level. So yeah, I want to do that, but it takes time. Yeah, it does. And like making sure that it shows it the right way so that everyone can follow along and all that. Yeah, it definitely is time consuming. So, But the good thing about digital is that once it's there, technically you can just let it go. So who would be your target audience for that, aside from just the general people who want to hand letter? Is there any specific, like, people who want to do their own quotes or anything like that? That's a, it's a very basic level thing, but my main point to that was that it's not alphabetical. One thing I realized with almost every course that I've taken or that I've seen out there is that here's how you write A, here's how you write B, C, D, and so on. And as a beginner, I find it very frustrating because I did the exact same thing, but they replicate here and there. Like, there's some things that are the same. Mm-hmm. So, like, you waste a lot of time and, like, your practice time isn't as optimized because you're practicing A and then you hop to B, which is, like, totally different stroke, and then C, which is, like, kind of like A but not, and, and then D is, like, A with an extended top part. So, it's just, like, what am I doing? I'm wasting time. And, like, why not focus and build up? So that you start with like the most basic of strokes, which is like the one that, that's like an I, and then it goes to U and T and you know, all those that are the same. And then it builds up from there. So it's for people who I feel um want to make the most out of it. Okay. They, they don't want to just A, B, C and that's it. That's yeah. a great way to set it apart too, because if everyone else is doing those A through Z kind of courses, then... It works though. It's very yeah. awesome. That way. It's a very familiar format, but I don't know. I feel like learning wise, it's not as useful. Yeah, and I think if, if you position it as this is a course that is designed for those who want to learn but don't have the time to follow the traditional methods, then marketing it as something that builds on itself, that's going to be a great way to draw in the people that are going to benefit the course. So if you started finding ways to work that into your sales copy, that's going to be a great way to get those folks in. And especially on like places like Pinterest, a lot of people are searching for that kind of thing. How do I do this fast? How do I do this in the least amount of time? Possible? Yeah. So like if someone's searching for learn hand lettering quickly, then they'll probably find your course if you have that in the copy. And just testing out some different wording Mm -hmm. and seeing what people who are searching for hand lettering might be looking for as well, like what other words come up in their searches. So just grabbing those and just working that in for the search engine optimization, because that's essentially what Pinterest is. (laughs) That'll help people find you a lot easier too. Oh, but what do you think about Pinterest hashtag? I, I saw that recently and I'm just like, what's all that about? I guess they've started integrating those. Like it used to be it would it's it just snag. Yeah, like it would snag up the search engine before, but 
a month or two ago, I think it was, they started making them viable. So you can now just use it like you would on Instagram or Twitter. And I guess it, it people can click. I mean, they could click on them before, but now it actually pulls up relevant pieces and stuff. So I mean, if you just hashtag stuff in your descriptions, that it can't hurt. So. I was wondering because I see that more people using it, but when I was looking at it, like, it wasn't clickable yet. So I was kind of saying, yeah, I never used it for the longest time and now I have to figure out how to start integrating it again. So, I mean, last time it was just like put the words into the description and it doesn't mm-hmm. be clickable because you can click it anyway. And then they'll pull it out accordingly like, if it's a Google search. Yeah, so like, you don't need to use them. But you can if you want to, is, I think is essentially what it comes down to. So for people that are used to using them, they can. And if we don't, then I don't think it's going to hurt any search results or anything like that. Okay, I know that running a creative business can feel like you're juggling China plates. So that one stop spinning, the rest will crash down too. Want to know a secret? Stop juggling the plates unless someone else take them. My someone else is Dubsado. It's my secret weapon in business and it can be yours too. You can use it to create contracts, questionnaires, proposals, inquiry forms, and so much more. The best part is that by letting Dubsado do the emailing and pre-filling on your forms, you'll hold back hours of your time. Want to get a free trial with no time limit and see how much time you can save? Just go to thecelab.com slash Dubsado and sign up today. It's kind of like, how do you talk to people and sell to them? You know what I mean? Like, how do you sell to them, over, especially over email? So, with email... The approach I've taken for the most part is just talk to them like yourself. The folks that email you and are always in business mode, I just stop caring. So what I've found works best is just care about what's going on with you, like share like how they can get started, why you love doing hand lettering and that sort of, and tell them when you make mistakes. As much as it, it's never fun to do that, it makes you more human and it makes them connect with you a lot more because you're not just this person who does beautiful hand lettering is like a robot to them because that's what can happen really easily yeah especially for the email list if they've opted in they want to get to know you and they want to see what you're doing so you can share works in progress or Mm -hmm. your latest updates and why it matters to you ask feedback from them too so like what do you want what should i work on next how can i and that sort of thing and that makes them involved in what you're doing and it makes them want to see what you're doing keep up with you and then when you do release new products, it's a lot more natural to say, hey, if you've enjoyed what I'm doing, you might want to check this out. Let me know what you think, how I can make it better for you. So then it's about them and not about you. And that's what I found is often the best way to connect with folks. And it's just, it's for them. And yeah. So basically, journalism 101, what's in it for me? Yeah, pretty much. Because I mean, everyone's a little bit self-centered. So just showing them why you care about them, why they should care about you and what you do mm-hmm. and how what you do them. So if it's something that you do to relax, then it might be something that you can share with them. Yeah, I had a really stressful day this day. You don't necessarily have to go into why, but this is what I created and how it helped me work through that and stuff like that. And so that gives them a way to connect and to grab onto it and say, that could really help me too and stuff like that. It's kind of being authentic and just very much yourself and not Honestly, just not selling is almost selling better. As it's see, it sounds very opposite, but when you're just sharing, people are actually more likely to buy. In my experience, even if they don't buy right away, it gives them that connection, so that when you do have something they're interested in, they feel like they're already part of it, and so they're more likely to engage that much deeper. 
I don't know. I can imagine like how to funnel in like work for work core sales because that's honestly that's pretty much like what's around the internet a lot to be mm-hmm. honest. And like I I can see like how it can work and how to manipulate something we're looking for um tweak it so that it can work for like my circumstance and all that kind of thing. But I guess it's more of or how do you get to the point of getting more clients rather than just sales. You know, more service it's more on the service based side than the product is based side that I'm struggling with. Okay. Yeah, with that, I think that could be another way that or promoting on is gonna be your best way to so with the shops that you approach, mm-hmm. if you you see a sign, I could definitely use some help with that. That would be where you go in and say, Hey, I love XYZ, whatever product or service that they provide. I saw your sign but it is serving you as well as it could. Here's an example of what I would love to do for you on is this something you'd be interested in? Mm-hmm. So then it's showing that you know their business. And even if it's not tried any of their products or services, if you look at their website, something that you like about why they do what they do, then you can connect with them that way. So then if you're able to have an example of like exactly what you would do with their sign, then that is even better. Or just have a little portfolio that you can bring with you and show them what you could just showing them some variety of things so that they know that it will match their branding and it's Mm -hmm. not just going to be generic hand lettering another thing you could do is see if there are any business consultants in the area or any other complimentary services so if there's someone who would be helping other business owners then they might be someone that you could connect with so if they're working with one of their clients who's getting ready to start a business and say they're starting a cafe and they don't know where to look for a hand letterer if that consultant already has a connection with you, they're going to promote you. So that way you're also helping them because the consultant saves some time. Everybody ends up happy. So it's kind of like if I want to go into weddings, which I'm thinking about, but brazenness, not sure whether I want to deal with that yet. Yeah. But, um, you find like wedding planners or something yes. like that. Yes, exactly. And even if you want to go beyond weddings, if you want to work with a company to who maybe does banners, like when they print out those big vinyl banners for like grand opening, something like that, you could work with them and offer custom hand lettering because a lot of people that come to those companies don't have a good graphic or they just really don't know what they want and they expect the company to do it. So if you can offer that to them as something they can upsell to their customers, then that's also helping the company and helping their customers because their customers get a better product and the company gets something to set them apart and also make it a bit easier to work with their clients because they're not trying to oh this will look awful because your resolution is awful and you used comic sans so just finding finding other complementary businesses where you can help them help their customers is going to be a great way and then because you have that connection and they already have other customers coming in then you're more likely to have a consistent revenue as well. So that would be, and also because then you don't have to go out and find new customers all the time and have to like drain your introvert well of of outgoingness. Socializing. (laughs) Yes. So that would be one way that I think would definitely be a great avenue for you is finding those other people in the area to work with so that you can expand their business and your business at the same time. So, so kind of like building your own referral circles. So yeah. And then if you, and because again, then if you have people coming to hey, I love what you've done with our chalkboard sign. I'd like to get something that matches for like a hanging sign or something like that. Where do I go? Yeah, and then you can send them to your partners. So it's something that everybody benefits from. And even if you don't end up sending them referrals, you're still making it easier for them to do business. 
So I know in the U.S. we also have chambers of commerce. Is there any kind of governing body over there that kind of is a business resource? Because that would be somewhere else that you might be able to talk to. I'm trying to remember the name of that thing, but I can't <laughs> quite remember right now. I think it's like Springfield or something. They have a few things like that, but sometimes reading their website is like, oh, geez, can you organize it a bit better? Oh, like, it's like digging through a swamp one. Well, that might be something where if you find some web designers in the area and you both go to them and say, hey, you could use a website refresh. We'd love to do this for you. And then you can work on the graphics and stuff for them and the web designer fixes the website and then they might go and refer you to other people as well. So that could be another partnership that could work. If they have like a business directory, that would be a good place to go and look for mm. people that you could partner with. And so if you think outside of the box with who could use my services, then you're going to be able to get that much broader mm. of a perspective on it. And do you already know designers maybe? Yeah, actually, that would be a great one, especially since you do um, the, the wall prints and everything like that. Also, maybe real estate agents, because if they're staging something. Yeah, exactly. So if they go into their client's home and say, your walls are bare or this painting is horrible, let's replace it. Then they could go to you and get a custom piece drawn up for them that maybe they have a quote that they know will entice people to buy a home or an apartment or anything like that. And so that would also help them. Just thinking outside that box and getting creative with who you talk to. And even if it's not something that they need, they may know someone. So if they say no, then say, okay, great. If you ever do need me, let me know. And do you know anyone else who would use my services? Because the worst thing they do is say no and move on. So that would be where I'd start. And start with one partner at a time. And then as you build up, you can start bringing on more of them until... No, I'm thinking tattoo designers for some reason. I'm just like, how about tattoo designers? I would actually go too. I know my... My sister's gotten some, and some of the tattoo artists are able to do great hand lettering, but some are not. So they may be able to replicate it once they have the pattern, but... Yeah, but they need, they need exactly. to design a pen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, because I was just, my sister was asking, can you write this for me, like, spidery light, so I can alter it? She, she's an artist, so she's like, I just need a template of sorts to work yeah. off. Yeah, so hey, tattoos. Yeah, that would be that would be a good one to work with, and that gives you a bit more artistic freedom with that a lot of the time too. So that see, you already get the wheels turning. So and now I'm very excited. Yeah, and then just ask your friends and family where do you think it'd be helpful. So like because your sister asked that, that got your tattoo mm-hmm. artists, and so they might have some ideas too of who they know that could use what you do. I'm just mostly like my brain is just like cafes because hipster cafes are okay. yeah. Well, and I mean because they get the hand lettered signs all the time, and so that's a pretty mm-hmm. traditional place to start. But once you start thinking a bit broader, it just opens up so many opportunities. I just remember my favorite, my favorite florist has like a sign oh. that is always in the backdrop, but they are like oh, this. Okay, I'm trying to find the English equivalent to this. Um, really isolated, kind of hard to get to place. Yeah, that's kind of hard to get there if you don't have a car, but well. That yeah. could actually be another good one is since florists often have the little cards that go with the bouquets, you could mm-hmm. offer to do those too. So something where you make a, a pre-written card and then the person can sign it 
or something like that. So it looks really nice and then it just has their signature instead of florist block printing it or something like that. So if there's any product companies in the area that do like jewelry or anything creative like that, you could do the product tags for them, the packaging, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, there's just a plethora of things you could do with the hand lettering. And it's just going beyond the tradition and finding those opportunities that I think will help you explode with you. Well, thank you so much for coming on today, Lissy. This is a great chat that we got to have. And tell everybody where they can find you online so they can follow along with all your hand lettering and calligraphy. Okay, so um, you can find me on Instagram at LissyCreates or like LissyCreates.com is my website. And yeah, that's about it. If you want to create and talk hand lettering, like I actually have a Facebook group that's linked on my website, so you can join that as well. Okay, awesome. And we'll put the links to all of that down in the show notes. Thanks again for coming on. And I'm excited to see what you do with your business. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for listening to the Creative Business Success Podcast. I hope you got some great takeaways from this episode. And if you want some accountability to help you follow through on those takeaways, you should join us over in our Facebook group called The Lab for Creative Entrepreneurs. I'd love to see you in there and hear what your biggest aha moment was. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode and make sure to leave a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. It helps other creatives discover the podcast and learn along with you. Until next time.